Hey guys, welcome back to the Authentic Uma podcast. This is Rafiq Tataria here. And in today's podcast episode, I wanted to go um, kind of give you guys an update as to what's happening currently um, in my life right now. Because I kind of want to document this whole process I'm going through learning about religion and all this super, super cool stuff. Okay, so the first thing is that uh, I'm kind of doing these podcast episodes just to kind of find my voice because at the moment, um, you know, this is my first time doing this kind of stuff and the idea is to just to click record and put it out there. You know, someone somewhere is going to be listening to this and I surely hope that this is going to help you. Okay, the point of this podcast episode is just to kind of document what's happening in my life and see how it can relate to religion. And obviously, I do research in religion. And so kind of um, putting those two together, seeing how it relates and just speaking about what's happening in my life, um, you know, just documenting the whole process which I'm going through. So as you guys know a bit about my backstory, I come from a proper you know, schooling um, background, you know, go to school, go to a good school, not a bad school, a good school, and also going to a really good madrasa, okay? And um, over here, you know, madrasa is kind of the word we use to describe the school where Muslims go, okay? So um, if you guys don't know this, we as Muslims, um, you know, what happens is that after school, or this is what we used to do, after school, we would uh, we would come back home in the afternoon. So school's at like in the morning hours, like six uh, around seven o'clock, right down to twelve o'clock. And then after um, we come back home, we wait until like two o'clock. That's when the madrasa starts. Okay, and that is Islamic school. Okay, and over here, I like to put it in inverted commas. Okay, because um, in hindsight, what I've learned from madrasa, um, it's not exactly what um, I found to be true after doing my research. And so what happens is that after school at 2 o'clock, you go to madrasa and you start, um, you know, go to madrasa and essentially it's like a school. They teach you stuff. They give you some textbooks. Um, they give you the Quran. Um, actually, you had to buy that stuff. Um, yeah, you had to buy that stuff. So they give you, uh, you need these books and all this information. And uh, what you have to do is basically regurgitate it and you just have to learn about the religion that way. And what I found is that that really didn't resonate with me. Um, certainly in my early years of madrasa, you know, whatever the teachers would say, I would just go and do. I was one of the most loved students by, I was one of the most loved student by, you know, the entire um, teachers over there, the molanas, what we, what we call them is molanas. And so I can remember all of them used to love me. They just they just liked me because I was such a good student in the sense that I wouldn't mess around um, in class. I wouldn't fiddle. I wouldn't, um, you know, pick fights with anybody. And I was, I was a really good student because I could answer questions. Um, you know, nobody likes being picked on. I never used to like being picked on. I remember there was this one appa. Okay, in the first few years, we were taught by a female teacher and uh, I can remember that she she was one of the appas which I really didn't like because she was so strict. Like whenever she entered the classroom, she would say like, put your back, put your back straight. And um, like she would just shout that out randomly throughout uh, throughout the lesson. And it, it was kind of weird. And I remember her name was uh, Appa Shenaz. We used to call her 
Apa Shenaz. We just call her Apa, but her name was Shenaz. Okay. Um. Yeah. So those are in the early years of of Madrasa. You're taught by, um, you know, a female teacher, and then up to a certain. I think it was standard. Um, standard five. Then in standard six, like you get transferred. The boys and the girls they get separated, uh, from that point onwards. And then we're taught by a Molana. And I remember that um, actually in my in my standard five we had a Molana come in as well as a um, an Apa. So they they kind of took turns um, because the Molana was kind of more specialized in Quran reading. That was one of the topics which we would learn. And then the Apa would do all the other stuff. And so that's kind of what was happening um, in Madrasa. And in in those early years, like when I was being taught by Apas, and in fact the I think one year into being taught only by Molanas, I was an uh, an excellent student. Like, um, I was the shy kid. Okay, when I say excellent student, I mean like a kid who wouldn't go and you know fight with anybody. Someone who you can just um, you know trust and just talk to if need be. Like he wouldn't be that guy who'd uh, who'd talk to and then he'll talk bad behind your back and that kind of stuff, right? This this shy kid who kind of doesn't know what he's doing. Right, so very malleable, you could say, very easy to control. Okay, so I was this kid, and I would get awards. I remember in my first couple of years at Madrasa, every single time there was a competition or we had exams, I would like come up in the top five, top five in the entire uh, in the entire class. And so I remember every year they would have this thing called Jalsa, and we'd get up. Um, each classroom knew what they were going to do. They were going to perform on stage. And then the parents would be called in, and so I remember what happening was that what happened uh, was that um, each class had their own jalsa, and so we um, I I can remember that me myself um, every time after the jalsa finished there would be an award ceremony, right? Seeing who came out first in each of the classes, and so I would always get kind of um, you know top prizes. I would always get in my first couple of years at Madrasa. I was a really good kid. And I used to love going to Madrasa. I used to love it, like going there, um, you know, just following the rules, whatever um, the you know the Appa was staying, telling you to do, or whatever the Molana was telling you to do. I would always go and do it. I wouldn't, um, you know, back out from it, and I would always make sure that I did things so that they would be pleased uh, with it. And so that's kind of how my first couple of years of Madrasa was. I loved it. I loved it more than school. But then eventually, what happened is I went into the older years. Um, the Molanas they started to, you know, uh, they started to bug me. I don't know why. It was just this inbuilt feeling in me that I didn't want to go uh, to Madrasa anymore. Anymore, and you know, it was kind of like a surprise. You know, as things went on, as the years went on. Uh, to my parents and to everybody around me, and it was a surprise uh, to me as well. I used to be like, I used to love going to Madrasa. What's happened? Like this used to be my favorite place to come because you know I had friends here. Um, I used to love being taught by them, and I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, something happened to me, and I just didn't like being taught uh, by the Madrasa. I think what it comes down to was because the school which I used to go to. You know they were also teachers, and so what I realized, and so what I realized was that these teachers at school, they're kind of much better teachers than these teachers at madrasa. Okay, because at madrasa they're so strict. Like you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't, 
um, you know, do so many things. You can't uh, talk out loud. And if you don't memorize, um, you know, a surah or a Quran uh, part, or if you couldn't recite properly in front of the Molana, you know, you'd be in trouble. You'd get hit. Literally, they would hit you. Uh, but I, I would never get hit. Like the amount of times I got hit at Madrasa, I was probably maybe two, three times, a couple of times, not many. Uh, you know, I was one of the most well-behaved students uh, you could get. Okay, I always used to get prizes. And I can remember that those uh, those appas used to even give me chocolates. Like, I don't know, out of nowhere. Like, And I remember one Mulana came up to me. He was uh, saying, uh, who can be the quietest when the azan is being um, given? Right, because at Madrasa, we would finish, uh, we would have Asr prayer at Madrasa. And so they would give the azan for Asr and he had a competition get who can stay the quietest um, while the azan was being given. And I remember that I was wanting that prize, okay, because he told everyone that I got some chocolates up here. Um, who, who's going who's gonna to win, right? And so out of this class of like 30 students, I, I was the quiet one. Like after the azan finished, he like straight away picked me. He looked at me and I kind of looked at him as well. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's me. Right. And then um, he came around to me. He he asked me which of the chocolates I want. And he had a Kit Kat. He had like a flake and um, a couple of other chocolate bars. And I picked the Kit Kat because, you know, that was the, the biggest. You get four pieces in that one bar. Um, yeah, so that was really fun. But then, you know, after um, some time, you know, I don't know why. There was just this disconnect between me and the Molanas. Eventually, um, you know, I started hating on the Molanas. I didn't like them. I don't know why. You know, I, I just didn't like what they were teaching me. They, You know, we'd come to Madrasa and we'd have Quran reading. You know, they wouldn't tell me, why am I reading this book? Okay, why is this book such a great book? Like, I need to know why. Okay, over there, it's like you're a robot. You come in there... Um, you do whatever they tell you, you you cannot have an argument with them. Because the moment you have an argument with them, you know, all hell breaks loose, um, so to speak. Okay, it, it becomes really, really devastating for you. It's not a good situation to be in. Mainly because it's like there's no freedom of speech. You can't ask the Mulana direct, you know, why are we learning this stuff? Why is this important? Like, what is the reasoning behind uh, doing whatever we're doing at Madrasa? And so I started to get this uh, um, feeling of not going to Madrasa and I didn't want to go. Now, in the community where I live, you know, it's a big deal. If you say you don't want to go to Madrasa, right, it's kind of, uh, it, it's a huge deal. Because, um, that, you know, what it felt like was that you, by you saying you don't want to go to Madrasa, it's as though you're no longer a Muslim. Okay, and... You know, in the community, in the community which I'm in, you know, it's it's strong. It's hard to break through that, and uh, I totally understand that. You know, it's about persevering through that. You know, what I was feeling at the point was like I'm the odd one out. Like nobody else um, has, uh, you know, in my mind was like, does nobody else have the same feeling I am feeling? Like why do I have to be? Why do I have to go to this place, this madrasa? With all these other students who are like robots, they have to do whatever they're told and they can't complain whatsoever. Why am I doing that? I don't want to be doing that. Okay, and yeah, I can remember it got so bad that, um, you know, I had to drop out. And as I was dropping out, um, you know, my, my parents, they 
they tried to do their best you know i guess they also didn't understand about religion that much you know to them religion was just do whatever these guys tell you and that's not what it is okay that's not what religion is um yeah really i was the only one at that time or at least i thought i was the only one um who was going through this and uh, dropped out of madrasa i remember being uh, you know some really really bad incidents which were happening to me you know one of those incidents is when i was literally being chased out of the house by my mom uh, to go to madrasa like it was so bad like you know when because going to madrasa it's like part of someone's belief systems and when you're playing around with someone's belief systems it can get really risky and dangerous um especially if you're not to on the same side um as other people and so i remember being chased out of my 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 house you know being chased out of my house with a hockey stick going to madrasa like my mom being my mom forcing me to go to madrasa and um you know i remember running out there crying shouting like hey what are you doing to me something like that right uh shouting at back at my mom as i'm you know racing out of the door uh trying to miss trying to miss and dodge her her hockey stick right and um, another thing which they would use was a uh, rolling pin so you know where i live and my family like uh, you know they've got some indian culture in it right and so in the indian culture you know a rolling pin is, is the main kind of the main utensil which they use in the kitchen right and so i remember being chased out with a rolling pin um you know so so bad you know in hindsight looking at that you know at that point in time um it was so bad like um i remember entering madrasa and i was bleeding on my lips and it stained my entire juba you know juba is this special outfit which we wear it's a thobe which you have to wear when going to madrasa right so and remember you know being hit by that stick and then bleeding and then crying and then all these thoughts going through your head and i'm a little kid at this point okay i'm like 8 9 maybe 10 years old uh you know i'm just not feeling going to madrasa and so that's kind of um what's kind of my back story on learning about islam and you know that's where it started for me and there was just spark at that moment there was this spark which was planted in me um that i knew that when i grow up i am not going to be uh going through whatever my parents had me go through okay in hindsight i like it i'm glad that happened because it's helped me to open up my eyes and i'm so grateful to my parents for whatever they've done and um and so i don't want anybody else to go through that um definitely not uh, my children um inshallah in the future um i don't want them to go through that because that is not religion and that's not what religion is about okay religion is about finding um it's about looking at the views of each and every person and then you have to go and verify those views because if those views aren't verified then you're just following some random person who uh, you know who doesn't know exactly about their religion who doesn't know the exact uh, stuff which is mentioned in their religion and so uh, from that you get into the fact that you need to look at the sources so look at all of the religions the major religions of the world and you have to ask yourself why are they worshiping uh, that uh, thing you know, why are they doing that specific act of worship in that religion okay and you have to scrutinize the importance of what they're doing so i remember 
um, I left madrasa, you know, I'm completely done with that. Uh, and there's a certain kind of feeling of shame. I guess a little feeling of shame um, was in me at that point when, you know, I'm leaving madrasa. Like, you're you're not a good kid. You're a terrible kid. You're a terrible Muslim, right? And so, um, um, you know, after a few years went by, then eventually I went for Hajj. Now, actually, during those few years, after I left madrasa, I kind of, kind of promised myself that, you know, I don't want to go through that again and I don't want anybody else to go through that again. Especially when it comes to learning about religion. I don't want people to go through that same thing which I had gone through. Okay, it's not a good experience for anybody. And so that's when I started doing my research. I started reading about the Quran. Um, not reading about the Quran, but I started to read the Quran. Like, I, 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 I boiled it all down. Like, you, if you look around you, there is so much confusion in your religion. And so, um, at that point in time, I was like, eh, everything's so confusing to me. Madrasa is teaching this. Then, you know, I'm researching about other religions in Christianity. I'm researching and looking at stuff about Hinduism and atheism. And I'm like, I'm just crushing. Okay, in my mind, everything is going around. Everything is spinning. Okay, with regards to religion. And so... Um, what I ended up doing was that um, I remember that uh, at at Madrasa they would put such a great emphasis on the Quran. Now the Quran, um, you know, at that point I didn't know. But um, as I was doing my research after quitting, after leaving Madrasa, as I was doing my research, I come to find out. I'd come to find out that the Quran is just a book. Okay, it's not this thing which we're just meant to regurgitate to ourselves. Okay, a book is something you read and you understand it and you try to identify, uh, you know, the quality of that book based on its content, right? You don't just go to a book, right, which you don't understand the language of and you don't just read through it, okay? Like, um, that was kind of the thing in my mind at that point in time. Now, this is not to say that you don't get reward uh, for uh, reading it, but that's something we can talk about in another episode but uh, the point is that the way people treat the quran nowadays and the way they would treat it while i was going to madrasa was such that they would just read it for the sake of reading it and they would just hope for the reward okay and they are right in a way but the main point which i like to note and which i um, you know it was something craving inside of me um, certainly in these later years, is that they need to start understanding what does it mean. And so I remember I embarked on this journey that from this day onwards, you know, this is when I'm a smaller kid before Hajj, I want to know what does this Quran say? What does this book say? Why is everybody around me, okay, mainly the madrasa guys and the Muslims, why are they putting such a big emphasis on this book and they don't even understand it? They don't understand the, the the language of that book. It's in Arabic. They don't understand it. So, like, in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, why are you putting such emphasis on this book and you haven't even read it? Like, that's going in my mind. Like, I'm questioning my parents, right? I'm questioning my siblings, my older brother, right? I'm questioning everyone around me. I'm questioning my neighbors. I'm questioning my relatives, right, who are Muslim, Right? And I'm asking myself, like, 
if you think that this Quran is such um, a, a book in high esteem, like you need to know at least what it means. Like when I asked my dad, like nobody knows what this stuff means. You're all on your own. When you're in that research phase, you're all on your own and there's nobody there um, who's like, hey, there's this cool book here. Let's read it together. Or there's this super cool book. And they don't tell you why it's important. They don't tell you what is the real true beauty which is in that book. And so I went on this journey. And um, as I went along, I, I, I started reading. I started to down. I, I started researching on Google. Okay, on Google was my go-to place. And I remember one of the things was that my neighbor, uh, he actually had given us as a gift the Quran. And... At that point, I remember we went, we went with him together, and we went to collect this Quran uh, from wherever it um, he got it from. I think from the madrasa or something, from another madrasa which I didn't go to. And I can remember he came back, and as a gift, um, he brought us this this whole box. And in this box, there were like so many books, like four or five books in it. And in my mind, I'm like, what is this book about? And then, like, when he gave it to my dad, my dad, like, he didn't do anything with it. Like, he literally, he just received the book and he was like, um, thank you and, and stuff like that. But he didn't say, like, okay, obviously, there was more conversation going on. Uh, but in short, he, like, he just received it and he didn't even, like, pick up that book to see what was in that book. And little did I, and, and I didn't know at that time, but what actually the gift which this neighbor had given me, um was the glorious quran <laughs> and the no, what is the the title of the book of, of on the carton on the box was the noble quran and um you know i just saw this book and i just put it uh, and i saw my dad just left it down so in my mind i'm like huh it must not be an important book right and it stayed literally in our house for like Oh, for so many years, you know, until after I finished Hajj, until after I started doing research. And then eventually after, you know, I got to um, a much higher understanding. Alhamdulillah, praise be to Allah. Eventually I found that I, I through through the house, I saw in the in the stores um, at the back, like covered with dust was this was the same book, the same box. And then the second time, this time when I read uh, the cover, the Noble Quran, and I'm like, in, in English, I'm freaking out at that moment. Because this is the point, like, this is something which, I, a gift which I'd received like six or seven years ago. And I have not yet, you know, I didn't understand the, the coolness about this book until, uh, you know, after seven, eight years. And when I'm coming back to this book, I'm like, whoa, I can't believe my neighbor gave me this book. Like, Oh, what was my dad doing? He didn't even open it. He didn't even bother to do anything with it. Like that was so, so, um, you know, it, it surprised me so much. I uh, can't believe my neighbor did that. Like he, he gave us the gift of the Quran. Like for those seven years, like I was just on the hunt trying to research about Islam and stuff, you know. And my go-to place was was the internet. And um, it was, it's been such a great journey, alhamdulillah, for um, for what's happened and um, I guess this is going to mark the end of today's podcast so inshallah I'll speak with you guys in the next podcast episode assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh